point of the process is necessary for purpose. And this month, I thought I would share with you something that's really current, that's really happening, um, and something that I have some opinions on, some my own opinion, as well as some things that in my own personal reflection and devotion time that I believe strongly that the Lord would want me to share with everybody. So I'm so glad that you are joining me on my website and also be ready to hear. I'm going to be trying to use some visuals as I go through and I am titling this one locked down but not locked out. So we already know that there are so many of us that are a little concerned about what's happening around us, um, that there is this impending um, lockdown. And for, for many of us, as we think that we're getting back into the ring of things, getting back into normalcy, that things changes rapidly. Um, I want to remind us that even though there is this kind of separation and you know distance in between us and mask wearing, that we're certainly not locked out. So we're locked down, but we're not locked out. And here are some perspectives that I would like to bring to us this time around. The first thing that I want us to remember is that you know you can't present or you can't share and not do any sort of definition. So for for, for what I want to talk to us about the whole idea of lockdown is really just a state of isolation or restricted access instituted as a security measure. In our case, this security measure is to slow the spread of COVID-19. And obviously, based on the graphic image and the, the definition to, to, to on your screen that, you know, obviously being locked out is that you're unable to gain access to a particular space. There are a couple of things that I want us to remember that even though we're in a season of locked doors, that we're also in a season of many open hearts, right? So there are businesses that are closed, there are schools that are closed, there are um, recreation spaces that are closed, restaurants that are closed, but there is a sense of openness that is also in our land. Hearts are open, right? So while a lot of things are closed, there are many hearts that are open. And I want to kind of just ask us to consider that even though the obstacles that are around us are, like I said before, closed churches, closed businesses, closed restaurants, closed bank accounts, and many other things that we can talk about that are closed during this time, let us be reminded that there are also a myriad of things that are open, open hearts, open ears, open eyes, open minds, and obviously the open internet. What is the challenge that I'm going to be asking well, us to think about is, you know, what is the contribution that we are making in the space, in the atmosphere, in the environment, in our surroundings, what is that contribution that we are making that may seep into an open heart, that may seep into an open air, that may seep into open eyes and open minds? What is that contribution that we are making? Is it something positive? Is it something uplifting? Is it something that's going to build persons up or tear them down? And then the other thing that I want to ask us is, what is it that we are allowing during this time and during this season into our open space? What is it that we're allowing into our hearts? What is it that we're into our ears? What is it that we're allowing into our eyes? What is it that we are allowing into our minds? And I don't want to just tell you and ask you, you know, what are all these things that are floating on the internet that we are allowing on our mobile phones, on our tablets, on our computers? Let us consider those things. So what I want to posit to you is that we are locked down, but we're obviously not locked out of God's presence. 
and we are locked down but we are not locked out of ministering to others and this is very 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 important for us to consider right so yes i've been at home for months some people are whole here but you are not locked out of god's presence and this is particularly for those persons who have had their usual routine of attending the place of worship as a building right so you are going to your church on a regular twice thrice per week um remind yourself that even though you're not in the building you're not locked out of god's presence because god is everywhere and obviously for all of us to remember that even though we're separated from each other there are still opportunities to help one another to minister to one another i ran into some very important information as i was you know preparing myself to talk to you guys and just as a background so we can remember when we refer to them you know the silent generation you can see the years that they were born the baby boomers the generation x the millennials i'm a proud millennial and the gen z's now i, I stumbled into some research um done by barna about church attendance it's not localized to jamaica it is something that's overseas but i thought to myself that this was interesting for us to consider even as we're thinking about being locked down but not locked out and so if i could quickly just like hop over some of the data that you know 35 percent of those who they surveyed are still attending the church that they were attending before covid right? 14% have switched from their COVID church and are in their church that they were attending before COVID and they're attending another church. 32% have stopped attending church in COVID-19. And there's another 18% that are church hopping as it were. I believe that this is interesting information. The other part is to look at the COVID-19 online church attendance by generation. And like I said, this is not Jamaican data, but it's something that can get our minds thinking, even as we're thinking about our own churches, our own environment, right? So the 40% of the boomers stayed at the same church, 11% switched churches, and 26% stopped attending church. And of the Gen X, those are the younger ones, but no, those are before the millennials. I'm confused with the gens, right? 31% stayed at their church, 17% switched churches, 35% stopped attending church. Let's look at my group, the millennials. 30% stayed at their same church. Um, by the way, I'm in the 30% category. 8% of millennials switched churches and a whopping 50% have stopped attending church. Now we know this is a US data. I wonder what that would look like if we did some sort of similar research for Jamaica. As it relates to the emotions of and, and COVID-19 church attendance, um, the, the little blue would tell us that the practicing Christians have, who, have, who stopped attending church and the pink would be all practice all other practicing Christians, right? So 17% of practicing Christians who are not going to church now says that, you know, they feel bored all the time or they feel insecure at least some of the day. And what, one of the things that was also very significant for me as I was going through this data was that those who who have you know stopped attending church said that they required this kind of support from a church they those who switch churches which is the orange they said they require prayer and emotional support 68 percent um the red people who stopped attending church said that they required emotional support a bible-centered message of hope and connection and community those who switch churches 35 percent of them we're longing for connection and community. Remember, we're talking about being locked down, but not locked out, not locked out of God's presence and not locked out of ministering to others. 
Now, I want to take us quickly to a scripture verse in Acts chapter 16, verses 24 to 26. It talked about Paul and Silas. A lot of us know this scripture verse. They were thrown in jail and they chose to use the opportunity to praise and to worship God. This was like literal jail. It's not our lockdown where we can order food online and go out for some hours and whatever, right? So we're still in a better position than these two men of God. But they chose to worship we're locked down, but we're not locked out of God's presence. Many of us may be feeling alone, maybe feeling depressed, maybe wondering, when is this going to end? God, are you still in control? Here is an opportunity to lock into his presence and um, ask him, ask him, ask him what you need to ask him, tell him what's on your heart. So a lot of the, the time that we have now, and some of us really have a good mass of time, we can share that. We can split it up, you know? All of it doesn't have to be for Netflix or Instagram or video calling our friends or playing our games. Some of it really, and a good portion of it, if I may say so, should be set aside to spend time in the presence of Almighty God. Now, this is a scripture verse that has had new meaning to me over the last year or so. Lamentations chapter 3, 22 to 23. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I, I tell myself, I repeat this scripture in the days so that I can remember that it is nothing of my own merit that allows me to be breathing every morning. It is nothing that I have done. It's not because I am brilliant or, or smart or beautiful. It is because of the Lord's great love why I am not consumed. And I remind myself of that every day so that I can live understanding that God's faithfulness is new every morning. We are locked down, but we are certainly not locked out of his presence. So what is our lockdown checklist looking like? Or what should it really be looking like? We should make sure Sure that we have you know slot out time for studying of the word for fasting for prayer and intercession and obviously for praise and worship this is a great time there is no 20 minute limit on worship can you imagine that nobody's going to say to us in our homes in our time in god's presence that we need to finish by 15 minutes or we need to finish by 20 minutes this is absolutely uninterrupted you and God time and that is something that I believe is a blessing considering the hustle and the bustle of this life so if you're if you're locked down to-do list doesn't have these things on it I challenge you to put it on there slot it in and work through it we are locked down but we are certainly not locked out of God's presence the other thing that I really want to drive home is that we're not locked out of ministering to others. I have to say that again, there is six feet between us, there is mask wearing, there's face shield, there is sanitizing, there's washing your hands, there is vaccination, but we are not locked out of ministering to others. And I'm just going to share a little bit of scripture with us as we really cement this point. Galatians chapter 6 verse 2 tells us to car carry each other's burdens and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. I want to remind us that there are so many people in the world right now and I'm going to draw it a little closer in our country of Jamaica, in our community that we live in, in the church that we attend, on the street that we live, in the scheme that we live, beside us in the taxi, in front of us in the bus. 
walking beside us on the road at the bus stop that we pass that are going through a lot right now and it is our responsibility to carry each other's burden and in this way we will fulfill the law of christ i ask us to remember just somebody that you would have come across that you looked at them and you knew they were going through something what did you do did you offer to talk? Did you offer a listening ear? Did you offer to pray? Did you offer to fill a need? It is our responsibility to carry each other's burdens. And in this way, we will fulfill the law of Christ. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 16 tells us, and do not forget to do good and to share with others. For with such sacrifices, God is pleased. Doing good, and sharing is a sacrifice that makes God pleased with us. Now, this is not the end all and be all of all that we need to do to make God pleased with us, but this is an important part of it. So how many of us are doing good, even in the challenges? How many of us are sharing with others, even though we have a little? And the sacrifices that we make will 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 cause god to be pleased so i may have 50 pounds of something and i can give away you know easily five 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 but there's somebody that has just three pounds and they've made a decision to give away a half of it that sacrifice is a sacrifice with which god is pleased let us not forget even in this time when we are locked down that we are not locked out of helping others we're not locked out of being our brother's keeper we're not locked out of ministering to others do not forget to do good and to share with others for with such sacrifices god is pleased the other scripture comes to us from Matthew 25, verse 35 to 46. And this talks about the, the scripture where Jesus was, 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 was talking to his disciples and he said, you know, to, when, when I was hungry, you gave me nothing to eat. When I was thirsty, you gave me nothing to drink. When I was in prison, you didn't visit me. And they were asking, what, what are we talking about? What are you saying, God? When did I see you hungry and I didn't give you anything? When did I see you thirsty and I didn't give you anything? And God said, it, whatever you do to the least of these, you've done it on to me. I want us to remember that that is, that is an important parable um, for all of us, that when we pass someone on the street, knowing that we're in a position to help and we don't do it, that this, this statement can or may come back to haunt us. And so I want to say to us that we've got a lot of work to do. We have so much more that we can be doing during this lockdown period. We're locked down, but we're not locked out of ministering to others. People need our help. People need our support. People need our, our time, our ear, our prayer, our, our everything. We must think about how we can support each other during this time and i have to just highlight how important it is that in this showing of kindness in this caring for people in this you know supporting persons with needs and being a listening ear and helping your neighbor when we do this we present jesus a lot more we present the the, the characteristics of jesus in such a way that people will want to come to him will want to serve him will want to be a part of this body of Christ that we've, we are so proud that we are a part of. This kind of ministry will help our evangelism efforts. Outreach is directly linked to growth in evangelism. That is what I strongly believe. 
I want to just share a little bit about what I have learned about Jesus' style. And, and, and if we can zone in on Jesus' style, then we can use it to help ourselves as we remember that we're locked down, but we're not locked out of ministering to others. Compassion was a part of Jesus' style. Be moved. If you're not moved by the need, you won't. You won't. You won't be. You won't. You won't want to do anything about it, right? So you have to have a sense of compassion. So when we're sitting in our homes and we're watching the news and we see something about somebody, if there's no compassion, we will not think that we need to be a part of the solution. So we have to have compassion. Compassion for those who pass on the road. Compassion for those who live next door to us. Compassion for those who work with us, so that when we when we are moved by their need. We will be moved to try and be a part of the solution and we must always be praying we must be praying for those who are hurting during this time for those who are struggling for those who've lost their jobs for those who are hungry for those who don't have enough and i know that we could particularly be in that category as well which means if all of us are praying i am praying for somebody somebody will be praying for me jesus's style jesus used every opportunity he moved past all barriers he wasn't afraid to do things that were unorthodox or you know going to the the, the places where people were termed to be unreachable so this time of lockdown is a is an amazing opportunity for us to do more for god and for others we're not just gonna say oh wait not until the place open back you know to help these people we're gonna wait until the place open back to give this person no 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 this time is an opportunity for us to do something the other thing that's a part of jesus style was that of connection it is so important that we try to connect with people right and i know that as as the body sometimes we spend time correcting you know, more than we connect, we can point out everything that is wrong and everything that needs to be fixed. But I challenge us to connect with people. In connecting with people, we'll be able to have a greater understanding of who they are. We'll be able to build relationships. And relationship is that open door to transformation. Someone that is in relationship with us, our friends, or have a have a connection with us, will be more open to our to our to our input, to our advice, to our or extended hand and so connecting with persons is very very important matthew 7 verse 12 do unto others as you would have them do unto you so ask yourself if i was the one who lost my job during covid 19 how would i want to be treated how would i want to be supported if i lost a family member during covid 19 how would i want to be treated how would i want to be supported and when you've answered those questions do that for the people that you meet. Jesus' style was that of light. We are the light of the world. We can't hide this light anymore. It's not something that we should keep to ourselves. And as we shine light, and by and shining light is really shining light in how we live, how we treat people, how we go about our daily lives, our honesty, our integrity, our characteristics that reflect this light. Once we are shining light, persons will be drawn to that light and it will be a great opportunity to invite them to this Jesus that we serve. We also must be salt. This was another part of Jesus' just his style. Become a preserver, salt preserves. The word tells us in Matthew 5, 13, you are the salt of the earth. Salt preserves, it adds flavor, and it creates thirst. 
So all of us need to be at a place where we are preserving, where we're adding value to people's life and in such a way that they're going to want to have the kind of joy that we have inside. We have to be the people that meet the needs of others, that solves problems and demonstrates Christ's love. I have to say this again. We must be the people that meets the needs of others, that solves problems and demonstrates Christ's love. If we are doing that, people will want to know who is this man, Jesus, that you are talking about? We can't all shine in the same place, right? So finding our house is important. In other words, find your platform. We've all been planted at a particular place where we can be of purpose, be of impact, and shine our light. For some of us, it may be your house. It may be your job. It may be a WhatsApp group. It may be your Instagram platform. It may be your YouTube channel, right? It may be the street that you live on. It may be in your group of friends. We all have a platform. We all have a house. And we must ensure that we are salt and we are light wherever our platform is. Use our God-given influence positively. Let us not be a part of the noise and the negativity and the dirt and the muck that is floating around, even as so many people have open hearts, open ears, open minds, and open eyes in this time. The other thing is that there are always going to be interruptions along the way and we must be in a position to make them count, right? So COVID-19 is a huge interruption, but it's also an opportunity to do something different. Many of us, it's the first time that our neighbors have heard us say hallelujah because we attend church from home. Many of us, it's the first time that we have buck up on the person around the back when we're hanging up the clothes because we just don't have that kind of time to have conversation to have discussion so i want us to use this interruption in a way that will allow us coming out of it with better relationships with better rapport with people this is a great time to fix certain family issues to bond with your children to work out things with siblings to talk to your parents the things that we would generally take for granted this is a great time to look at that we must have a willingness to go right and going is a journey right so 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 you're in university this is your going you're going to be making sure that you represent the, the mission of jesus right where you are as you are going along you can do it it's not difficult. You can totally do it. Everybody thinks that it is hard and, and, and challenging, but it is not at all. You can absolutely totally do it. And we can all pull together in this time, remembering that we are locked down, but we're not locked out of God's presence. And most importantly, we're not locked out of ministering to others. I would say to us, start now. Start near next door, across the street, the person that pick up your garbage, whatever, and start small. A lot of times when we think about helping others, we're thinking, oh, I need a million, I need a hundred thousand, I need so on and I need so forth. Just start and watch it grow. And I want to just share something that I started on social media when we had the first weekend of lockdown. I just went on my Instagram, I talked about what I felt, and I felt a very deep compassion for those who would be hungry during the weekend. And I talked about that. And for the first week, I got $6,000 from people online just donating. And we also got some masks and some toothbrushes. And we were able to give 21 families extra 
um, give them rice and flour that they could have over that weekend. The second week, I did the same thing on social media and the contributions grew. I raised $17,000 on social media in week two from some people who are strangers. And we were able to do, we, we, we even got a company to sponsor some water just by asking. So I started small and in week two, it grew from 6,000 to 17,000. And we were able to give 12 senior citizens a good little package along with their water to tide them over for the weekend. Listen to me, week three is coming up. And I already said on my social media when I gave the update that I was asking for adult diapers. I've already gotten donations of four packs of adult diapers by just making the plea. Did I know it was going to be this successful did i know it was going to grow absolutely not but i started i started no i started near where i work and i started small and it has been growing and so that is my advice to you start no start near start small just start and watch it grow and one of the things i want to leave with us is this first corinthians 13 verse 13 says i know abided faith hope charity these three but the greatest the greatest of these is absolutely absolutely charity charity is going to be something that's going to take us through this hard time charity is going to be something that's going to carry us through this difficult period we have to be our brother's keeper we have to support each other we have to help each other along the way that is one of the duties of man and so it doesn't matter if you make millions or if you make thousands if you look and look good and look hard enough, you will find one person that you can start to support. My friends, we are locked down, but we are not locked out of God's presence. And definitely, we are not locked out of ministering to others. God bless you so, so much. Stay tuned. Every month, I will share. And I'm looking forward to your feedback on this one. I believe this is an important message. And so I hope that it travels far and wide to those who need to hear it. God bless you. Remember, the process is still necessary for purpose. And that is where we will leave it for today. Um, be sure to catch the next episode, which is next week. Um, don't miss it. Don't miss it. And, and, and remember to keep talking back to me, you know. Give me your comment. Tell me what you want us to discuss. Let me hear from you. I thank you so much for coming with me on this journey. Buckle up. It's going to be a life-changing ride. The process is definitely necessary for purpose. Thank you so much.